Hi, and welcome back. Hello. We're here for another one, and this time we didn't wait for... We realized the last one was four months. Four. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> not still, six. Still too long, <laughs> but thankfully not not six. Yeah, so tonight we're going to talk about... Someone asked the question on our Rest for the Weary podcast page on Facebook. Um, how do you parent your dif- your kids differently... Um, you know, when they have different personalities and then how do you not make it seem like you're harder on some than others? That's a really good question. Um, we've got obviously a wide variety of ages and personalities. Some of our kids come from different backgrounds, um, as we've adopted a lot of them some from birth, some as teenagers. So just, there's so many different things that come into play, um, for any family, but obviously we have really diverse family when it comes to that stuff. And so it's a great question. Um, it's a challenge. It's a balance. It's not something we will ever probably perfect. Um, and I'm sure you could interview our kids and they tell us a hundred ways we've done it wrong, (laughs) but thankfully we learn from what we do wrong. Hopefully, hopefully we're learning from what we're doing wrong. And we're just always trusting that, you know, God can redeem any mess that we've created, anything that we have gotten wrong one too many times or whatever. Um, and we're just leaning into him going, how do we parent all these kids? How do we love them well in the way that they need? So we're going to talk about that tonight. Um, you know, the first thing I suppose we should kind of talk about is how the desire behind Joey's and my parenting is that, um, we don't just fix behaviors. I mean, behavior, fixing behaviors is good and all, It's important to behave well in life, in society, as adults, as children. Um, But we really want to go so much deeper than the surface behavior and find out what's going on in our kids' heart, in their heart, um, at the root of a problem, at the root of an issue. um, Because there's always a sin that's at the root of pretty much everything. Mm -hmm. Um, If you are habitually running late... Well, the root of that kind of is a lack of respecting other people's time. Or maybe you're just not, um, you don't plan well and it's just kind of things get, you know, away. you're just forgetful and things like that. Um, or maybe or maybe it's selfishness that you just don't think that it matters if you're running late. People won't mind. There's a root at everything. If you manipulate, it's that you think your way is better than another person. Mm-hmm. Or um, you're entitled to more than the other person. Yes, absolutely. And so for the way that we parent, and um, we believe it's the way that God parents us, is that get to the get to the deep down stuff. Figure out what's going on behind behind the scenes. Um, and so we don't just want to look at the outward appearance. I mean, the Bible says man looks at the heart, you know, God, or, um, man, man looks at the outside, God looks at the heart. Um, and we're not God, but we want to look at the hearts of our kids and, and figure that out. And so, uh, so anyways, that's a big um, upfront thing that I just, we want to share is that that's, that's the goal of all of our parenting is um, what's going on. So for instance, if we've got a kid who just really looks kind of nice and shiny and polished on the outside, that might be concerning. <laughs> if you can't see some of their junk, that does not mean it's not there. Um, and we've certainly had times when we're going, are things too good? Like, wh- where's the stuff? We know they've got stuff. Like, they're sinners just like us. And and then sure enough, sometimes we, we get a big, long confession of a list of things that, you know, we just weren't able to see or have been maybe harbored in their hearts. 
And so it's good. It's good to see our kids' sin and see their junk because then and only then can we really help them walk through it. Um, am I making sense here? Mm-hmm. Okay. You look. Are you tired? You're going off topic. Oh, I'm going off topic. Okay. <laughs> I never go off topic. <laughs> so my point in saying all of that is that it's, it's good to see our kids' stuff so that we can help them deal with it. Um, and so it might look, I'm not off topic. I'm, I'm just taking a little bit to get there. It might look like one child is just easier to parent and that you're harder on another child. But the reality is, is that I really believe we've all got the same amount of junk and sin in our hearts. Sometimes it just shows more on one person than another. My mom, you're going to hear a lot about her through these podcasts because she's so great. I love her. My mom always talks about a white dog versus a black dog. A black dog, you can't even really tell if they're dirty. If you give them a bath, you're going to get dirty water if they're dirty. A white dog, you might give them a bath and have less dirty water, but you're going to see it on their white hair. And so, you following me here? I'm not quite off topic, am I right? (laughs) Smidgen, he says. And so, just remember that even if one child looks... Like, they kind of are doing better than another. It does not mean that their stuff isn't going to come out at some point. And the child who looks so hard, I just truly, absolutely believe, like all of us, that eventually, if we are consistent and we're following God's leading, that eventually they're going to come around and they're going to start to resemble Christ more and more. And we're not going to see all their dirt quite as much because they're going to be refined, much more refined human beings, more like Jesus. And so... uh so where am I going with this? I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I lost her. I, I really did. I, I, so we're talking about being unique with each of our children. Yes. And, you know, realizing that they're not all the same. Yes, but we all have the same sin nature. And that's a really important thing, I think, to remember. Uh, so I'm going to disagree with you there. Yeah, I think some kids are going to struggle, you know, a little bit more. And, and we have this case where some kids are going to be more struggling with pride. And well, some yeah. kids are going to be more struggling with selfishness. Um, you know, I mean, there's definitely, I mean, maybe manipulation is probably the same but as But I'm not saying we all have the same, we struggle with the same issues. You're not saying that? No, sorry. I'm saying we all come from the same original sin that occupies our hearts. And that aside from Jesus, we're all just going to be sinners, right, right? right? It's just that it shows up more in one person than another. Mm-hmm. Or one person might show it more. Like, for instance, my sin's really obvious. Like, I just, I'm just that person that I wear it all kind of on my sleeve. Whereas yours, sometimes it takes you a while to see it. Mm-hmm. Uh, because it's sometimes just, like, hidden more. And you're like, oh, gosh, I didn't even know that that was an issue in my heart. Do you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. You don't think this applies? <laughs> well, I'm still trying to wrap my head around how are we parenting unique to our children. Yeah. <laughs> You're wondering how I got from the topic to where I am now. So let's just be clear. Adam and Eve were the first to sin. Yes. <laughs> this is how my wife will kind of incorporate. Okay. And that, yes, we all have that sin in our heart. Okay. <laughs> I think that's what you're so, saying. So, okay, let me just back up. So our little son, Ephraim, he's going to be five. Right now, he kind of has looked like this perfect little kid. Like, everyone loves him. He's very, very easy to take care of and love. And it would be easy for us as parents just to go, oh, you know, we're not. We're either doing it all right with him or he's just not as sinful or, you know, we don't have any work to do with him. But but if you're really, really paying attention, 
he is extremely prideful. And if I hone in on that, he will really put his foot down and all of a sudden the little monster comes out, you know, like the sin nature comes out. Whereas like our son Brighton, he's so much more like me. He wears his sin on his sleeve. You can see it all day long, 17 times in an hour. <laughs> Love him dearly. He's going to be, he's going to be a world changer. I have no doubt about him, but his is just so much easier. His stuff is easier to deal with because you can see it feels harder to deal with because it feels more often, but the other ones where it's like a little bit more hidden, you have to really pay attention and not just let them slide on by without really looking for kind of the stuff because you know it's in there. If you don't recognize it's in there, you're going to forget to pay attention. Is, is that mm-hmm. my following? Are yeah. you following? I, I still, I'm going to more incorporate into like tangible situations. So like, in your example there, Brighton, if he's doing these things frequently, it's helpful for us to kind of point it out because sometimes I think he doesn't necessarily see it. And when he realizes it, he's kind of more quick to hone in on that and kind of, you know, turn corners in a sense. Um, or even if he realizes it was more for manipulation, then we kind of just have him retry things sometimes. Um, and, and that's the unique versus like Ephraim, and you know if his pride thing i mean like literally like what was it last week he would do things and all of a sudden he's like running away from everybody because he needs like some time to himself so i think you know trying to figure out okay what can we do with that pride issues that he's having you know and he's uh, i think a little bit embarrassed that you know it was seen or caught and um you know just trying to know like next steps for that so like for I, I honestly, I think it's just kind of being adaptable with yeah. each kid and each yeah. individual situation. Um, and honestly, it's going to be a little bit of a trial and error because I imagine it's going to be a lot of a trial, especially and error. <laughs> like I mean, you know, I mean, consequences uh, work for some kids. I mean, like we spank our little kids, but you know, at some point they obviously stop. And you know, for our older kids, we didn't do that. And quality time for some kids, it's you know, going out for food and for another kid, it's like video games and for another kid, it's reading. But if I were to try to go eat food with my one daughter, well, that's not going to be really quality time for her. That's not what she wants. She wants more cuddle time, you know? And I think it's kind of reading, reading your kids, you know? And I know early on in our marriage, we were big into like the five love languages with, you know, uh, by Gary Chapman and, I know he's got some tangents now with, um, you know, kind of how to incorporate that in for your kids. And I I think there's a lot of truth with that Mm and realizing, you know, what is unique about your kids, how to almost, um, meet them where they, you know, meet well and just kind of express that, you know, how to, you know, explore what their strength is and their and their love languages and love them how they need to be loved. Yeah, exactly. Love them where they're at and where how they need to be loved. That's exactly yeah. right. Yeah. So when it comes to like disciplining, um, Joe, you were talking about reading your kids and you know, so um we could have a consequence that works just perfect for our daughter Ada and that same consequence is just gonna be like nice to our nine-year-old like yes I got away with like almost nothing you know like it, it won't reach his heart where he needs to be met um and so we really have to be so mindful of what is affecting our kids' hearts 
um, consequences and us building them up, all of that, um, what's tearing them down, whether we mean to or not, um, you know, we need to pay attention for those things because each kid is so different. Um, and what one kid needs, it just might be completely um, devastating to another kid. And so it's not one size fits all. It is really the way that God made each of our kids. Um, so for one child, it might be that they lose a privilege, um, you know, for a set period of time. And another child might lose a privilege, but they can earn it back as fast as they want to do a set number of jobs. Um, oh, yeah, that was a big one, too. Yeah, we've and had... And honestly, we've, making it so it's helpful to you. You know, even our nine-year-old, that he can vacuum, you know, he could dust. And, yeah. you know, our, our big kids can do a lot of, like... Outside work. Outside work and, that's beneficial. So make yeah. it almost something that... Benefits the family. You know, or one of the other things I love to do is, is like, you know, if, if your kids are caught, and you can start young with this, but, you know, talk to them, like... What, what do you think would be a reasonable yeah. consequence for this? And, you know, honestly, it's it helps them to kind of see the big picture and be like, okay, I was throwing a ball in the house and I hit a picture frame and it fell down and glass broke. Maybe that consequence is I have to, A, clean it up, but then, B, kind of save up money to buy mom a new picture frame to replace that, mm-hmm. you know? And, I mean, that literally is, it takes away the work for you. I mean, you might still want to make sure there's no glass in the house. <laughs> Um, but then it, the kids realize, oh, yeah, there's, you know, this wasn't free. And, oh, that's why I don't play football in the house. And they might think of that the next time they're right. going to play catch or something. Well, it's interesting when you said um, ask them for their opinion. So I'm oftentimes surprised when I ask my kids, like, well, what do you think the consequence should be for that? They oftentimes overreach. And I'm like, oh, I was going to do less. So they might say, like, four hours of chores. And I might be like, oh, I was going to say 30 minutes. Yeah. And and it's kind of that can totally work in your favor if you. Well, got and sometimes really... let that be, but sometimes show them. Oh, you know what? I'm going to have grace for you. Yeah, I'm, I'm only going to do thirty minutes, and yeah. meanwhile, you're like, that's probably more reasonable. Yeah. But in the kids' eyes, that's a little bit of grace. And, and obviously, once in a while, you get a kid who's like, um, you know, sit in a corner for five minutes. And you're like, you're 17 years old. <laughs> that's not going to fly anymore, you know. But obviously, you work with those kids, and so yeah, we um we've done like privilege charts for some kids where it's like basically you just you want to earn these privileges you got to have um these we got to see these character qualities in you and other kids it's just been like you're gonna you're gonna lose privileges or um lose freedoms other kids it's you're gonna do some chores but you're gonna do them alongside mom because you know that they need like that quality time with you but they also need to like put in some work um our daughter ada loves to clean so like i really can't make cleaning a chore or like a consequence for her because it's like yay I get to clean love that about her but I have to get really creative because um she really doesn't like she really does like to clean but what she really doesn't like to do is to serve her brothers which is amazing because they're so good at serving her and she's such a wonderful little heart but that is just not the thing that she likes to do and so I won't have her clean for me. I will have her clean for them just to like serve them. And that really like is a painful consequence for her. And it, it it's a good reminder to her. Like, I don't want to do that thing that I did because, you know, I ended up having to spend an hour cleaning my brother's rooms or helping them with their chores or whatnot. And mm-hmm. so it's just really looking at each kid and going, each kid has got their own set of junk. Each kid needs to be led to be more like Jesus we don't want to be missing hidden sins, um, paying attention to what's going on inside of them. 
and then and then trying to meet them where they're at. And honestly, in our house, I'll be honest, sometimes it does look like we're harder on some kids than others. And that's a huge challenge for us, especially me. Like, I just really don't like that part of parenting. Um, but then the alternative is those kids that it looks like I might be harder on because they're the the white dogs that show all the dirt and he just kind of feels like you're on them a little bit more. I spend more time intentionally praying about those relationships because I just always want to be building, you know, bringing those relationships to God and building that child up. And so I have to spend more intentional quality time with those kids going, I just really believe in you. Like, I just really believe God's going to do something big in you and building them up and talking about what kind of person you believe that they're going to become. Um, and so that's the upside is that because I feel like sometimes I end up having to be a little bit harder on them because that's just kind of their personality and their bend. Then I do the alternative where I'm like tipping the scales, trying to make it balance. And I pour more, not I pour more into them, like I spend more time with them, but I just pour more into them, maybe verbally lifting them up. And then in prayer, just like this child just needs a lot more prayer because our relationship needs a lot more prayer, I should say. Um, I, I suppose I pray for my kids probably equally. But as far as like some of my relationships with them, sometimes they just get a little bit more attention because I just feel like sometimes it's mm-hmm. going in the negative. And I never want to go in the negative in my relationship with my kids. Um, I know you feel the same way, like, you know, trying to take them on special dates, trying to make sure that we're reaching out and making sure that they're getting quality time with us and, um, those words of affirmation and, and cuddles and just whatever kinds of different things that they need. So, so did you have more you wanted to add to that? No, I don't think so. I think, um, I mean, the only other thing is obviously we learned a lot of this by raising and having eight kids, but a lot of it's like, you know, we would seek godly counsel. And I mean, because you do have to be adaptable in how you're doing this. So, you know, whether that's, you know, you're, Christian parents or whether that's your pastor or whether that's a youth group leader. Honestly, we've got some of the stuff that we learned from the internet or like a juvenile detention center. And it's just trying to be unique books. and in, in books, obviously, you know, and getting the Gary Chapman series, I obviously strongly recommend it with the love languages. And honestly, I have skimmed the first one, but it's just knowing what the love languages are and reading your kids and seeing what that's at, you know, and, I mean, we were talking a lot about consequences too, and um, but I think you know the the love languages one is you know probably even more important on being with your kids because the consequences aren't going to work if you don't have the relationship first. So. Right. Absolutely. Yeah. And like recognizing, yeah, we didn't talk about you just talk, touched on the love languages, but we didn't talk about the recognizing what each kid um, can handle you know, like what our relationship with each kid can handle. So like, um, our daughter Ada, she just like can't handle if she thinks I'm mad at her and I, I, I get disappointed and frustrated, but I'm not sure that I've re- I, I'm not sure that I'm often mad at her. She's not a child I'm regularly mad at, but if she interprets in any way that I'm mad at her, she just kind of comes unglued. Well, you know, that makes me sad, but it's then just a really great opportunity for me to draw her back in, step out of my own frustrations, like hug her, pray over her, remind her that like my love will never change for her, speak some truth into her life. And then remind myself, like, I just really can't, I can't show too much firmness with her. You know what I mean? Like she needs gentleness. I can discipline her and parent her the way she needs, but she needs tenderness. Um, but then like another kid, 
they need a little bit more firmness because they just know uh, they're not really listening unless I'm speaking a little bit more firm. And, you know, I don't mean yelling. I mean, like, are, are we tracking here? Are you listening to me? Like, look me in the eyes. We need to talk about this. Um, another kid just needs pure logic. Um, another kid just, you know, it's just film blank. There's just mm-hmm. so many different ways right. that our kids need us to respond to them in a loving way um, and just lift them up. And, um, you know, <laughs> we've got some kids that were just like, do you know how much we love you? And they're like, yeah, I know. <laughs> and then we got another kid and we're like, we tell them the same amount and they're like, oh, really? You still love me? It's like, and, and I'm not just talking about um, older, the older kids that we've adopted, you know, out of hard situations and the younger kids I'm talking about across the board. It's like some kids just remember it. Yeah, mom, I know. And other kids, they just crave it. They just need to hear it. And even in my own family growing up, I mean, we all came, none of us were adopted. None of us came from hard situations. We all came from the same exact, you know, parenting and, and we just had different personalities. And like, I just, I just knew and assumed I was loved. I just was like, yeah, I know my parents love me. Like, I just felt really confident in that. Um, but I, I had another sibling that it, it was like they really needed that approval. And that was something that they really needed to work through into adulthood. And that they would absolutely agree that there's truth in that. Um, and, and our parents raised us the same way. And so recognizing, like, um, just what each kid needs from us is so important. And then just asking God regularly, like, show me what my kids need. Show me what this one child needs from me and how I can love them better and where I'm, fa- you know, where I'm failing to live up, you know, to what I could be doing, um, as best as I can. So, yeah. You good? Yeah. All right. Sorry. That's kind of an abrupt little ending, but yeah, we might've gone a little long too, but <laughs> it was, uh, that's right. It was a good topic. Yeah, except my tangent right in the beginning. Hopefully, when we listen to it, we go, it flows better than we thought. (laughs) (laughs) Or we might be editing some out. (laughs) Well, welcome to the Rachel and Joey podcast, where I go off on tangents and he reels me back in. (laughs) You're welcome. (laughs) All right, till next time.